0: always enjoy our conversations with Mike Mastovich of the Sports Department of the Tribune Democrat, or may I say, award-winning journalist Mike Mastovich of uh, the Tribune Democrat Sports Department. Mike, good to have you with us this morning.
1: Hey, great to be here, Bo. Thank you.
0: Hey, before we get started, that honor uh, I heard uh, or I read about, a uh, pretty, pretty prestigious thing here. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you were recently honored.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, thanks. It, it was um, our parent company that owns the Tribune Democrat, uh, CNHI. They have an annual, uh, they, they recognize, uh, they have 90 papers in 22 states, and they have different divisions for larger papers, medium and smaller papers. And uh, every year they they have various awards for, like, newspaper of the year, reporter of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate enough this year to be recognized by CNHI as uh, the uh, Sports Writer of the Year for the uh, company in our division, which is Division One, the larger newspapers in the chain. So, mm. so it was a surprise, uh, a great honor. And uh, as I, I said in uh, the article that we ran on it, it's um, kind of a shared honor with all of the uh, editors, copy editors, reporters, and sports reporters who uh, work so hard every day to make sure that local sports and news are, are covered and uh, photographs are taken by our great photographers. Ooh. So, like, uh, it's a great honor, and I, I, I said, I, I really think I got to share it with all, all the uh, men and women I work with. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I have to admit something, Mike, I uh, sold you short there because as I was uh, promoting this conversation, I was saying 70 plus newspapers. It's 90 plus newspapers. Yeah, that's yeah, 90 in 22
1: states.
0: Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Well, congratulations. Well deserved. And, and I. I believe that uh, specific stories that you've written have have gone beyond just talking about the scores and the highlights, but it's the people uh, involved in these stories, and I believe that's that's what your focus has been, and that's what you won this honor for, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the stories, uh, they, when you submit, uh, our, uh, the Tribune, Chip Minemeyer will submit... Uh, various articles in different categories for all the different, uh, reporters and copy editors and photographers. And, uh, the three that were chosen and selected, uh, that I wrote last year, the three that he picked send to CNHI, uh, were there, there was a story that we talked about it at, at length on one of our, uh, interviews here. Uh, the, the young man at greater Johnstown high school football team with special needs mm. who, uh, the, the players from Force Hills and Greater Johnstown teamed up and uh, set up a play where he scored a touchdown and then he ran a two-point conversion. Oh, it was very awesome. uh, emotional and yeah. heartwarming story to write. Uh, that was one of them. And I did a piece on uh, the forty-fifth, uh, 45 years since the Johnstown Jets uh, had won the uh, North American Hockey League professional title. That, uh, that was the team that inspired the movie Slapshot. Talked to a lot of the guys from that team that was one of the articles and then the the last uh part of it was uh, a couple articles i wrote on papa one previewing and the other one after mm-hmm. he got his 617th career coaching victory which is the most of any wrestling coach at any level in, in uh college yeah so uh, those were those that was the package there that uh, led to the
0: recognition Ah, just awesome congratulations job well done really some good stuff mike we have a lot of stuff to talk about we have uh uh, stuff that just happened recently uh that we have to to talk about but also something coming up and maybe we should discuss that first so great to see that the uh, santa fun soccer game not only uh raises money uh for the santa fun every year but something i love about this event is for a lot of area soccer players this is the last time for a lot of these kids not all of them are going to go on to play soccer in college but it's the last opportunity for them to suit up uh, it's a bittersweet moment for a lot of students around this area and uh, just just the fact that this raises money for a great cause and gives these kids one last opportunity is really special isn't it
1: yeah the uh, the Santa fun soccer classic uh, tradition this, this will be the uh, 10th event um, I don't know I, I guess it's still call it annual, but uh, yeah. as you know, Bo, traditionally this, this, uh, this Santa Fe soccer game, which is for boys and girls high school players, senior players, uh, is held typically mid to late November, uh, sort of like right after the playoff season of high school soccer is over. And uh, it, it's been a uh, pretty cool event. There's north and south teams for both the boys and girls. And uh, <clears throat> brings the players together and the families together. And, uh, and as you said, there, there's no admission charge, but there are donations accepted and uh, raises a lot of money uh, you know, for the Santa Fund. And mm-hmm. the Tribune Democrats are very involved in that the Santa Fund, uh, which provides gifts for uh, needy children and families around the holiday time. So, this game is typically in November, but as we know, 2020 uh, was just um, <laughs> the COVID mm-hmm. year. And uh, that was probably it, uh, you know, one of the surge points of it. And for, for precautions, the, the game was uh, postponed. And <clears throat> I'd been through enough of these things at uh, different kinds of events that usually when they initially tell you postpone, the thing with COVID usually never is made up.
0: Right. That's <laughs> we right.
1: found out with the <laughs> PIAA. Uh, basketball championships in 2020. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought, well, you know, this, this might be it. But, um, you know, with uh, Chip Minemeyer, Brian Valetica at Johnston High and, uh, you know, a few people that well, worked very hard uh, organizing this event, uh, came up with uh, April 17th as a make-up date. At, and uh, just the details are uh, 3 p.m. for the girls' game, mm-hmm. 5.30 p.m. for the boys' game, and they would be played at Greater Johnston High School's Trojan Stadium. Uh, The game originally was supposed to be November 19th. So uh, fortunate uh, it's a lot later than uh, high school soccer season, but uh, I guess the old cliche, better late than never applies here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned my friend Brian Valetic, uh, the years that I worked at uh, Greater Johnston High School uh seeing behind the scenes all the work that goes on behind the scenes and you know brian and chip working together the sports department uh the area coaches i mean this is a this is quite an undertaking uh first of all to compile a roster and then to 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 put an event like this annually um really a lot of work behind the scenes
1: yeah there has to be uh you kind of go through your list and um Consult with coaches. That's a big thing. That when we did our basketball uh, game, that's the same thing. We uh, take heavy input from coaches. They submit the names, actually, of their seniors, and then uh, and it's not as simple as just getting a name. You've mm-hmm. got to uh, make sure. Hey, we need their uh, jersey size. We need some, you know, some background info like when they're introduced. You know, stuff like that, and then you've. Um, just the behind-the-scenes things that the public never really is aware of, um, and right. it's very important. And sometimes it's tedious to do. Is you've, everybody's got to sign the proper paperwork to to be able to play, and uh, different the, the behind-the-scenes legal things that you've you've got to do, and mm-hmm. you got to make sure all this paperwork's signed. And I know from doing it with the basketball, you usually try to run to a practice, and and then if a player is under 18, their parents have to sign it. So that's a whole other thing. You got to get it to their house and get it back to you, and uh, things like that just just to have permission to play in the game yeah. it's not as simple as just say hey you're in the game come on over and play right uh, so there's a lot of organization then of course the um, you know you need somebody to officiate the game somebody to do the public address on the games and uh, just just all those little things make sure there's soccer balls there mm-hmm. uh, you know the basketball game that was always a Half joke, but half. Hey, we better make sure. Make sure somebody brings the basketballs, or UPJ has the basketballs. You know, you don't want to have an all-star game get there and then suddenly say, "Hey, where's the basketball? Or, where's <laughs> right. the soccer ball?" Right. Yeah, you know, just things like that. It might sound funny, but you know, if nobody takes care of that, then it can slip through the cracks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Glad it's happening. And as you said, a lot of these events that were postponed just never happened and uh, money going to a great cause, the Santa Fund, which is helping uh, make uh, a Christmas brighter for a lot of uh, area kids and uh, again, having uh, students get one last opportunity to, to play. and. One thing I love about these all-star type games is, you know, here are kids that are probably uh, uh, playing against each other, and now some of these kids have played against each other for years, and now they get to find out what these kids are all about when they become teammates. And you find (laughs) out that that the person that you thought might be an evil person because they're so good and they play against you, now they're on your side. That's always a nice thing.
1: Yeah, that's a neat thing, and uh, you always hear that – whenever people talk about playing in the Ken Lancer's football game, things like that. Right. Like, wow, I used to just line up against this guy and just, you know, just despise playing against <laughs> him. And, and now like, you know, when you're, you get to know him, he's a cool guy. He likes <laughs> this, like I do. He likes that, like I do. Right. You, know, you hear that all the time.
0: Oh, no, it's just awesome. Mike Mastovich, sports department of Tribune Democrat. And, uh, I want to bring up um, one uh, thing that I think has just been really amazing, and uh, that was that Berlin boys' basketball team. Uh, what a magical season. Ah, heartbreaking that they fell just a little bit short, but this was a special group of kids this year, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I was fortunate to, enough to uh, cover uh, some of the games in that playoff run and then even you know the regular season game against Johnstown and hmm. – Uh, different, um, different contests with them, but just a great group. And uh, I think we talked um, maybe in our uh, uh, late fall, early winter uh, interview about just teams to watch. And we had mentioned them and talked about them. And, and I had said about how uh, coach Tanner Foster is a great him And he knew he had something special with, uh, there were six seniors on this team and four of them were uh, multiple year starters, three, four year starters. He knew they were a special group, and he did not shy away from competition. The last time we talked about how they played Class 6A teams, Class 5A teams, they yeah. played Johnstown, Bishop Guilfoyle, teams that aren't in their conference to be exposed to tough competition uh, that you might not see every day in your in your own conference. That's nothing. That's not a knock against their conference, it, it, you know. But that you to get better, you got to play somebody at that that next level, and that's what they try to do when they played like Woodland Hills and Norwin and Johnstown and uh, Guilfoyle and uh, Bishop Canavan during the regular season. So that, that there is one thing about Berlin, but then uh, the magical run they had, uh, you know, they, they their only loss was to Norman, a class 6A school by about six points. And uh, they, they just had a, a run right through the, the playoff district five title and uh, the, the, the championship in the West. And, Uh, It was so fun to watch because that community is so Mm tight-knit. And uh, I was down there the day before the send-off to Hershey. And uh, it was just so cool. Mm -hmm. I I shot some video and posted it on Twitter. And uh, it just, like, kind of gives you chills to see how many people lined those streets of that small town, how many fire trucks and uh, ambulances and police cars with sirens blaring and uh, just... Yeah, to give them a send-off as the bus was leaving to go to Hershey, that it, it was amazing. Uh, just, just to be a part of that, and then uh, I posted that video on 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 Twitter and received tremendous response uh, uh, from from uh, just the emotional uh, aspect of it. You yeah, know, it was pretty cool. Oh. That's just off the course. You know they uh, they played a great game against Nativity BVM, and uh, they they were in it. Uh, they had the, uh, a fourteen point lead in the third quarter. I actually thought, "Wow, if they're going to pull this
0: mm-hmm. off."
1: And you got to give um, Nativity uh, BVM credit. They gradually chipped away, and it became a really tight game. And uh, you know, just went into OT, and they uh, uh, Berlin came up a bit short. But man, what a game! Mm. They definitely uh, silver medal, uh, a little bit shy of what their ultimate goal was, but. Um, 51 to 47 in overtime. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite quite an effort, and it surely brought that town together. Uh, the town is such a tight knit town anyway, but yeah. it really brought them together. And and uh, even with the COVID restrictions, they had nice support town there in uh, in the Giant Center in Hirsch. It was really neat.
0: I tell you, I I have to share this with you, but uh, but the day after the game. Uh, I had a gig at Indian Lake, and uh, as soon as I start setting my equipment up, this couple comes by and says, Hey, I want to thank you for what you've said about the Berlin boys basketball team. That really means a lot to us. And, you know, uh, just the fact these people don't know me, but but I guess they know me from radio, you know what I mean? And yeah, it yeah. just goes to show how important that that is to that community, how tight-knit that is. To me, Mike, that's what, that's what high school sports is all about, and that's why I just love um, – these communities around here that they care so much about the kids and and it really meant a great deal to them it made a uh, you know great deal you know the the uh, run that the uh, uh, girls basketball team had there for for years also um just just love that about that community
1: yeah definitely and the girls won the, the title uh, you know before the year before covid and uh that was a magical run there and everything fell into place for them mm-hmm. they had great talent and uh great chemistry and and just uh that was such a neat ride to see the small school come through and yeah. and win a state championship.
0: Good stuff. Mike Masovich of the Tribune Democrat Sports Department. And uh also we have football uh returning again and uh season opener for the Thunder uh, just this past weekend. They have some new faces there with the team and uh, trying for like a new outlook on what they're all about too, right?
1: Yeah, they've, uh, the home opener the Flood City Thunder, uh, was a back and forth high scoring game against the Jefferson County Jaguars on Saturday night at Sargent Stadium at the point. And, uh, they, they came up, uh, short, it was a 37 to 33 loss, but they, uh, as I wrote in my story, they just ran out of time. They had first and goal from, I think it was the four yard line. And, uh, there was, they had no timeouts left and they, they got one more play, uh, one final play. And, uh, the, the ball was, uh, knocked loose or incomplete in the end zone. Um, uh. So they uh, they end up losing the game by four points, but it uh, seemed like uh, a significant strides made from uh, last season, mm-hmm. the first year of the Thunder when they were uh, one and six, with their only win was a forfeit win. So they're still looking for that first victory on the field in uh, team history. Pretty pretty close on Saturday to achieving that. So. Uh, They've made some strides. Now, they are still a young team, so when they uh, get up against some of these exper- more experienced teams, uh, you know, it'll be a challenge. But uh, they've got a whole new coaching staff, with, uh, and they're all guys with local resumes, basically. you got uh, Chuck Kasich as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Neal is uh, defensive coordinator. Wayne Jones, assistant coach. Dave Schleich, volunteer coach. And then uh, they have uh, the general manager is Quintin Robinson, a Greater Johnstone mm-hmm. guy who uh, played every on every uh, Johnston indoor football league team. Uh, Quintin is forty-three years old, but he's still uh, so athletic and, and uh, he, he's so experienced that uh, he actually suited up Saturday and went in for some plays to try to spark the team. Wow! And I was told uh, he was one of the guys who gathered them with the coaches and said, "Hey, you know, the clock's not at zero zero zero. Let's go!" And they uh, they. Amount of comeback from a ten-point deficit late in the game, and they were in position after a defensive stop uh, to win that game, and and uh, came up a little short. So, well, uh, they have I think three more uh, home games at the point. I think the next next one, I don't have their schedule in front of me here, but I think the next one definitely is on the road. So, uh, should be interesting to see how uh, how the Thunder uh, progresses. Uh, I know uh, with uh, the owner uh, Georgian Matava. Uh, very community oriented. No doubt, He's done a lot of community stuff. Uh, yeah. Now they're just trying to get the pieces to fall into place on the field and uh, see what kind of progress they make.
0: We wish them well. I, you know, very uh, community oriented, and just the fact that all those local uh, coaches involved with this team really adds to the flavor of uh, all the localness and uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and they have a, a lot of their players like. Uh, so many of them almost all of them are uh, you know former you saw them two five ten years ago playing high school football or small college football uh you know there are guys in that team from Johnstown high from uh you know from uh, uh ferndale mm-hmm. you know I, I saw a guy there uh, one of the guys who isn't from town is from fort hill maryland he's a quarterback uh, his name's powell mm-hmm. and uh, he fort hill maryland uh is just like a juggernaut in Maryland high school football. They're from Cumberland. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of a, an interesting group. They, they have uh, solid numbers. Um, you know, they, you know sometimes in leagues, uh, you know, when teams just start up, you know, you are scraping and clawing just to have enough guys on the sideline and have a few subs. and in this case, uh, John Stone is a uh, very, you know, significantly deep roster, so that's, that's a good sign too. Yeah, And, uh, you know, if they find some success, I'm sure sure maybe they can pick up some
0: momentum it's really nice to see many of these uh, young guys that uh, didn't get the opportunity to showcase their skills um you know to get another opportunity uh, i'm i'm sure for a lot of these guys they really welcome this opportunity uh to get a chance to play in front of others plus the game is 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 exciting like if you if, if you've never seen uh, you know the the action, which is what eight on eight. It's
1: a uh, eight, eight on eight semi-professional football. And yeah, they play on like a uh, it's half the field. Mm-hmm. So like they're at uh, Point Stadium. Like people were worried, what what about the baseball? Are they gonna have to re re do take down the mound and all that stuff? No, they they play on the half uh, of the field that would be right field in a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Is the majority of their playing field is uh, right field. Field is not as wide as a traditional football field either. Like they have uh, before the game, there's people there setting up the. Uh, they use the one sideline that's already there, yeah. the one that's closest to the right field stands. On the other side of the field, that they have a like a guy has uh, like a fire hose or something they they put down on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes it fast paced. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like in the indoor game where there's not as much room to move, and and a lot of stuff is going on. You know, mm-hmm. so it's. uh interesting in that regard. They do have some, some work cut out uh, uh, that I, I wrote about the um, I think because of the renovation that are coming up the big football scoreboard wasn't operational. I think you know that's gonna be replaced here mm-hmm. from what from what I was you know from what we reported yeah. uh, for the mill rats. So that scoreboard was out and then they were gonna use I guess the uh, the baseball one just so you could have a score up that doesn't have a clock or quarters or anything like that. Yeah. And there was a malfunction during a UPJ baseball doubleheader, which held right before that game, and the scoreboard didn't work there. So, like, it was kind of a game where, like, you couldn't, you know, the fans, if there were about 200-some fans there. You know, you couldn't see the score and things like that. So I'm sure that'll all be addressed, uh, you know, after the, the first game. You gotta right. iron out those kinks. So
0: I'm glad you mentioned it about the UPJ game, because I was up at the incline plane uh observation and i saw that there was a game going on at the stadium and i'm like hey this is cool because i know there's some football afterward too it's great to see the stadium being utilized that
1: throughout the day that's
0: that's really yeah. encouraging
1: yeah upj had a double header and it started at once so it was like supposedly going to be plenty of time but the, i guess the first game there was a, a long inning for mm. both teams in the first game and then then the second game that was uh it was locked on the scoreboard there for the whole game 13-3 yeah. so like that was a high scoring game so their two games didn't end till after 6 30 and the, mm-hmm. the uh, thunder game was supposed to start at 7 mm-hmm. so they had to push it back to 7 30 so yeah. like they were adjusting on the fly there uh you know just as, as things were going on so,
0: mm. made it work man yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah Mike, uh, anybody wants to uh, reach out to you with anything, what would you advise they do?
1: Yeah, uh, my email address is just first uh, initial last name, so it's M mmastovich at tribadem.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, our uh, tagline's in the paper, it has the Tribune phone number, if, uh, if you need to reach me personally, my uh, desk number's five three two five oh eight three. 5083
0: I'm sure next time we talk, we'll have a lot to talk about with uh, with baseball, but it's great to see baseball and softball now back in operation. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot going on within the city of Johnstown and uh, all throughout the schools within the area, too.
1: Yeah, it's starting to pick up here with uh, high school baseball and softball uh, for, and then tracks for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a lot of... Uh, lot of action going on especially as soon as when you have one of those 70 degree sunny days Mm -hmm. (laughs) you go into work and that phone is ringing constantly or you're you're, uh, constantly getting emails you know from the people reporting the games so every time you get one of those 70 degree sunny days it's like you know okay it's gonna be a pretty busy day at work today (laughs) (laughs) That's,
0: (laughs) that's awesome that is great hey as always mike good stuff appreciate the conversation and uh look forward to our next conversation
1: all right. Thanks, Bo. Appreciate
0: Thanks. it. Take care. Appreciate it, Mike.